What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 163. I realized my hands were out of frame, so you couldn't even see the numbers that I'm making with my arms. Of Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast from Affable Idiots. I'm Chad Michael Linus. We have here Holden DePardo. Hola. And we've got the dreamiest fan base of all time joining us from all over the world right now. Like on twitch.tv slash idiots. Did you know that every Tuesday morning, Holden, Holden, listen to this. Holden, are you listening? Your eyes are not showing me that you're listening. You're hearing me, but you're not listening to me. I feel like you could interchange that. You're hearing me, but you're not listening. Or you're listening to me, but you're not hearing me. I think those could, as long as you just <laughs> emphasize one of them, they could mean the same thing. <laughs> Every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern, you can put us in your ears, just like I have me in my ears right now. Just kidding, I don't have the monitor on. I'm not in my ears. But you can do it on your podcast service. You can put us in your eyes by going to Respawning Fire and searching. Sorry, go to YouTube and search for Respawning Fire. And then you can also be with us right now live on twitch.tv slash idiots. Idiotas afabales. Don't type that in Spanish. It does not go to us. Uh, so yeah, you can do that every Sunday night around 8.15, 8.28, Eastern Time, like we are right now. Today's episode is brought to you by Affable. It is, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. For now, I want to introduce you to what we're doing in place of Game Court. If you've been watching this show for the last, I don't know, what have we been doing this, like, f f six weeks, eight weeks, ten weeks? 47. Uh, we've been doing an, an, a section called Game Court to open our episode, and uh, it became too hard to think of things that characters have done that weren't all the same exact thing <laughs> over and over. Plus, we had an epic finale last week with Alex Kuzina, Dallas Smith, and Holden all being on trial for the same murder of Alex Kuzina. Uh, so go back and watch that for sure. But to replace Game Court, we have a new segment that we're going to be introducing from now, throughout the entire summer, the entire next three months through the end of August, we have some bets going on. And in fact, we're calling it, hold please, i got to scroll down to figure out what we're calling it, the Summer Games Bet Fest. <laughs> You'll learn a little bit more about that a little bit later in this episode. But somewhere in every episode, we will place a bet. We will then go to Twitter the following week and look at whoever you, I don't remember, hold on, how did we decide this works again? <laughs> Uh, we are going to be basically making bets on something. Well, actually, let's talk about it when we get to it, because it'll make more sense to explain it when we get to it. Okay, there's going to be some bets. You're going to participate on Twitter. One of us at the end of August will have won or lost, and there will be some kind of opportunity for you to reap the benefits of that as the audience. So keep an eye, ear out for somewhere in this episode for Summer Games Bet Fest. Uh, that'll be coming up later. But for now, let's start by talking a little bit about what we played this week. Holden. It looks like for both of us, it's a lot more the same, with the exception of one game that we played for game night. So tell me about yeah. your same. I'll tell you about my same, and then we'll talk about game night. I played more Animal Crossing New Horizons. I played more Super Mario Maker. I have the same things to say last week, or this week that I said last week. So, um, cool. Uh, what about you, Chad? <laughs> when you, you said play? you played Animal Crossing New Horizons, <clears throat> I was taking a sip, and I was like, oh, this would be a great opportunity for a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> And I almost did it, and I was like, wait, I'm drinking flavored water. Things will get sticky. And I didn't do it. That's what that face was, and me going. Yeah, because like, you have to leave it, it there for like two hours when you record, because you're not going to clean it up immediately. You right. have to record. Right. The show must go on. Uh, I played The Order 1886, which we just recorded our barf episode. That's backlog accomplishment with Respawn and friends. 
I played that this Spoiler week. Spoiler alert, we loved it. <laughs> is my laugh sarcasm, or is I laughing at something else that's completely unrelated? Go back and listen to the show. It'll be up right now. It's up. <laughs> we also have uh, Warzone. I played more of that this week. I officially broke down and bought the Battle Pass. I now have the nipple tats. The triplets can run together, all with the same eyeballs, all on our nipples. I have officially gotten enough tears on the Battle Pass to unlock next season's Battle Pass as soon as it starts in a couple days. So I'm uh, feeling pretty, pretty, pretty good. And, um, oh, I want to tell you about no, I don't. It's, it's not important. It's, I just played more Warzone, and it's great, and I'm fucking loving it, and it's a great way to bond, and I'm playing it all the fucking time. Dead by Daylight, Holden. This week, Before we played... We that, oh, God. I'm sorry. I forgot one thing I have to mention for Dead by Daylight. I played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for Nintendo Night. Right now, there's a poll-up for June's Nintendo Night game. I put up every single Nintendo Switch game made by Nintendo that has online as an option, and I put Overcooked 2, because Overcooked 2 is just a great game, and it's on Switch. Uh, and so far, as 100% of the votes are going towards Super Smash Bros. So if you'd like to participate in N Nintendo Night, get your vote in there. That's all, Chad. I'm so sorry I interrupted you. You may continue. So Game Night's a thing that happens twice a week now. It's something you can participate in if you are a patron <laughs> at patreon.com slash respawnaimfire, where you drop us one dollar, or the equivalent in your currency, wherever you happen to be. Uh, and you get to play with us online at 8 p.m., 9 p.m., we do 9 p.m. Eastern time, right? Usually on Thursday and Friday nights. Yeah, it's always about that time. This week, we decided we were going to do Dead by Daylight. It was a PlayStation Plus game that was free a couple of years ago. Um, and it's it's a, a that asynchronous, not asynchronous, asymmetrical gameplay where it's one versus four people. Similar to like Friday the 13th that we had done before. Uh, evolve. And one person is a serial killer. And the other four people are trying to survive. Uh, this was the first time I'd played this game. You swore up and down you had played it before, but I think it was also your first time playing it. It was, yeah. Yep. Um, I confused you with Friday the 13th. I, is either we played Friday the 13th Very once easy to do. Or very twice. Easy to confuse. Very easy to do, yeah. This was basically Friday the 13th, but for every other serial killer that's not Jason. Because you can, if you choose to purchase <laughs> them, you can have the Demigorgon from uh, Stranger Things. You can have Michael Myers. You can have, uh, I think the Ring Girl from It was, er, the Ring Girl from It, you stupid bitch. <laughs> the ring girl from the ring was it like there are lots of different enemies that you could have or you could have the generic ones that just come with it that we did and that's what we decided to play with mm -hmm. i was, well, had not free. fun with well, this free game. for us because it's playstation plus right exactly and this it was a special edition so there were even like two more extra like the doctor the shock therapy mm -hmm. thing that i kept doing you guys i had fun i had a lot of fun with this game more fun than i thought i was going to going yeah. into it because when we played friday the 13th that gameplay to me like it was it was janky it's a janky game uh, and then we had Dallas and I had tried Predator, and I was like, mm, not really into this either. So I, I assumed this was going to be something similar to that. And, but I actually had a good time. The mechanics were shockingly easy. Like, actually, the, the game, like, what you're supposed to do is literally just every level you're in, find one of 12 generators somewhere and just get them running. And maybe there's something to do after that that we never were successful in getting because we couldn't get more than four <laughs> generators at a time running uh, when you needed five. And then one person's just running around aimlessly trying to kill people. But I had a ton of fun with it. Uh, it's fun to be able to be on headset with people. I know you're not supposed to play it in the way where like, 
everyone can hear you, including the killer. But I feel like that made it even more fun because then you could hear the killer giggling. You can all like they can hear you screaming <laughs> and stuff like that. It makes it just more of a fun time rather you than actually seeing almost have to speak in coded language. Like, hey, Dallas, the thing to your right, you might go go right. Like, just, <laughs> or, you have to like speak so vaguely, like or you just can't. whispering, Matt, Matt, come get me. Come get me. <laughs> As if the killer can't hear you. <laughs> Come pick me up off this hook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had it's... a good time with it. There there are obviously so many mechanics. We were never successful in escaping as the survivors. Oh, no. I was. Okay, you fucking wormed your way through a I hatch was. one time on accident. <laughs> I, I, I randomly found it. I'm like, what's this hatch here? What happens if I go in it? Oh, I won. That's how it happened. Yeah, that was literally the first game we played, too. So it's not like you even knew that existed as an option. No, no, no skill. <laughs> um, so yeah, other than that, we were never successful as a team in getting enough generators. And I think it's because we were one person short. It's a five-person game and we were playing yeah. with four people. It's Brent's um, fault. He should have been It's all there. Brent's fault. It's all Brent's fault and anyone else who's <laughs> a patron... Uh, it's Trevor's fault. It's uh, Ace's fault. It's everyone's. It's everyone's <laughs> fault. If I didn't say your name everyone's right now, fault. you owe us an extra dollar on your subscription so that I can remember <laughs> your name. <laughs> what if that was a tier? We have a tier where I just remember your name better. <laughs> <laughs> Should you want Chad to remember you? Spend two dollars on Patreon. Um, yes, yeah, so we only extreme. had we only had three survivors and one killer at any given time. But to me, actually starting up the generator, everything took too long in this game. Starting the generators took way too yeah. long. There were too many of those little QTEs that could make the generator blow up in your face. Getting up felt way too long after you, and struggling was way too long to get off of the shoulder of what's whatever the fuck. And then I personally felt like there were so many gameplay systems in this thing that were not explained that could have made the game a lot easier and more fun for us that just didn't explain itself. But I also didn't play the tutorial or read the help that was readily available and on the front screen. So that's probably <laughs> my fault, but I should be able to pick it up without even reading all that shit. But no, I had a good time. I don't know if I'll play it again, but it was fun. With the basics, I think it's pretty self-explanatory once you kind of get in and play it for a few minutes. It kind of, you figure it out pretty quickly. I thought the simple controls worked really, really well. Um but yeah, there are a few things like when you get hooked. So like the, basically, the serial killer can grab you and put you on a hook. And I wouldn't and have even known hook, to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. like the first game, I was the killer, and I was knocking you guys down. I was like, ha ha ha, I killed you. I knocked you down. And then I would just walk away. And, and yep. then you guys were like, no, you have to put me on a hook. And I was like, what? I don't even know what a hook is. <laughs> you guys were helping me beat you. When you're on the hook, you had this opportunity to try to escape, but I can never get that to work. So I'm not sure if there was like some sort of mechanic to help you get yeah, off of there more easily. Because you do it like three times, and then the spider gets you, and you're gone forever. Yeah, uh, but I, overall, I really liked it. And first of all, just it runs a lot smoother than Friday the Thirteenth. Yep, like a lot smoother. And I think it's I don't know. There's something, even though I think there's more to Friday the Thirteenth. In terms of like you fix the car, find the battery, find the key, find like find the gas. Like there's more to for the thirteenth, I think. I still found this more fun because it just it ran better. I there's something about the teamwork that you have to do, whereas Friday the thirteenth didn't really encourage teamwork. You're just kinda out for yourself. Right. You could while, find the key, start the car, and get out by yourself. Yeah. Put gas in it. But I think they did they had some good systems to kind of prioritize teamwork. 
like the the generators for example like yeah they are take a long time to to repair but if you have someone else there with you it can go by faster not like insanely faster but it goes faster for for sure and i think that if we were playing it where we could collaborate a little bit more maybe that would have been a little bit easier yeah if we couldn't say while the killer was listening hey everyone gather at this one generator on the northwest side like obviously yeah That'd be hard to do. I'm up to play it again. I think it'd be a fun game night again if we can get another person. Yeah, I think I would. I think want that would full, make a big if difference. If we were to play it again, I think I want a full squad, a full five people. Yeah. But yeah, I, th- I found it to be very enjoyable. I liked it. I also thought it was cool, although we didn't pay for the like named serial killers, and we had the generic brand serial. Um, we had the. We still were able to play in like the Hawkins Laboratory from Stranger Things. We were able to play in the Saw facility like where this all things took place like that was really cool when i first when i first realized we were in the hawkins lab and i like walked in and there were the things in the air the particles in the air and then i see the like thing growing out of the wall i was like are we in are we in hawkins right now is this the upside down i was like oh my god so that was really cool to see all of that (laughs) and that's it that's all we played this week if you again if you want to play along with us thursday friday nights 9 p.m eastern all it takes is one dollar on patreon that's what sex sounds like. Hold it. <laughs> Hold I was it. looking away and just wasn't expecting that sound to be in my ears. Why not? <laughs> you know me. Hold on, let's move on to our fetch quest where we talk about some news stories this week that don't have a lot of meat to them, but we th- still think they're worth mentioning. The first of which is IGN Summer of Gaming. Schedule, charity events, and more revealed. Reveled, revel in my gaming. Sorry, getting off topic. Um, this they've actually. I mentioned two weeks ago that one of my biggest bits of anxiety around this whole summer game reveal thing is that there's going to be too much and it's all going to pop up out of nowhere and I don't know what to get excited for and I don't know. And there's oh, there going to be six things every single week that I suddenly need to plan my day around. Uh, so having this schedule from IGN, and they break it down by like, on this day, at this time, there's going to be an untitled game reveal. At this time, we're going to have a game stream with so-and-so developer. So I can actually see that and say, I don't give a shit about 90% of the things on that day, but I will tune in at 10 a.m. to see whatever is being revealed. That's awesome. And similarly, there was a games fa- Summer Games Fest. Uh, they announced one event for June and one event for July that we talked about last week. So I'm I'm happy that we're seeing these things come up. One of note is that on June 24th, Marvel Marvel's Avengers has a War Table stream uh, uh, from what is the name? It's Crystal Dynamics from Crystal Dynamics. Uh, I'm very mm-hmm. excited to see that. That will be part of IGN Summer of Gaming as well. Even though I've been very very harsh on that game, you've been. So I'm harsh. still. Ex- I've been very harsh on it. It's because I don't know what it is. I'm excited to see what it is because. My concerns could be completely alleviated, and it can turn out that it's very cohesive and makes complete sense. But I, I definitely am you're harsh on it because it. you love it and you want it to be successful. <laughs> That's what it is. I can be that way, but not in this specific circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that people universally love and want to be successful, BlizzCon 2020. That's funny because of the whole Blitzchung thing and then Diablo 4, the, uh, the multiplayer. Get out of here. BlizzCon 2020 has been canceled, says Ash Parrish at Kotaku. Surprise! If you are a person that is running any kind of in-person gathering in the next six months and you think you're going to have it in real life still, you're kidding yourself. 
Uh, a replacement, dig a digital version of BlizzCon could happen next year, but there aren't any confirmed digital rain checks yet. We have a couple more fetch quests to go. One is that No Man's Sky, No Mansky, as we like to call it here, charts a new course across Xbox Game Pass in June. Maybe, and by maybe I mean I won't, <laughs> maybe I will finally play this game for a little bit and see what's changed since it was a boring simulator. You're going to hate it so much. <laughs> I can't wait to hate it. And by that, I mean I'm not, not This game could Maybe, maybe it could be a game night game. You can play multiplayer now. You can bring your friends in. If this is a game night game, I'll kill myself. You'll kill yourself. <laughs> maybe I'll play it, but if I have to play it, I'm going to kill myself. If I have to play it with friends, uh-uh. They can't see me enjoying this on camera. Just if you need help with a suicide like hotline, there are many hotlines you can call, just so you know. You have to say that after making a suicide yes. joke. You have yes. to. You have to. Yes. For real. For real. But for real, though, no one commits suicide. It's against the law. <laughs> and it's not cool. And if you have any kind of issues that are thinking, those two things oh, are oh, true. I thought you said, please, like, no one commits suicide. I thought you said, no one does commit suicide because it's no. against the law. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> really, let's I was really confused for a suicide. second. Next, yes. we have the games, for, <laughs> games with gold for June for Xbox have been announced. Features Coffee Talk. Shantae and the Pirate's Curse and more, says Nick Biato at Game Ranks. Uh, don't know what Coffee Talk is. Shantae no. and the Pirate's Curse. I've seen, maybe it was an Apple Arcade launch game. I feel like I've seen that somewhere. Don't know if it's good or not. Destroy All Humans. No, I don't think I don't think it was an Apple Arcade launch game. Uh, well, oh, Coffee Talk. Maybe, I don't know. Coffee Talk. No, that's not what I was saying. Destroy oh, All okay. Humans Sorry. is a game that... Uh, the title pops up everywhere, but I don't know if anyone has ever actually played that game. But I see the title <laughs> a lot. And finally, Cine Mora or Sign Mora, something like that. Sign Mora. Sign Mora. It was a. I was a very big Vita game. I remember that. But it's also a 360 game mm -hmm. coming to you. Great. Won another stellar month from Xbox Games with Gold. <laughs> <laughs> but a legit stellar game for PlayStation this time. But for it's real, stellar month for games. If you're thinking about getting Xbox games with gold, there's a hotline for that. That's not a joke, Holden. That's a that's a very poor joke. That is not a good joke. <laughs> it's not. Uh, funny, it is guys. a dark joke, but I. It laughed. is a dark joke. Yes. But you're right. Dark PS Plus fun. free it's games fun. for June are Call of Duty World War II and Star Wars Battlefront II, which are two games that are pretty highly rated above a two. Call of Duty World the War only II was issue... last year's Call of Duty, yes? Or was it the year before's? No, last year was Blops uh, 4. Year... Yeah. No, last so year was, was Modern 20... Warfare. Then it was Blops 4 before that. It was Really? World War II was from 2017? I, I think. It was a 20... It's 2017 or 2018. I think you're right, though. Chad, look at Jesus. It Ah, no, I'm not going to look it up. It's not that important. But the thing is, Call of Duty World <laughs> War II is coming, and I also maybe might probably won't play that either. Star Wars Battlefront 2, however. Here's the, here's the downside to having these two games available as the games of the month that are free. Yeah. The file sizes are so large, I don't think you'll be able to install mm. both games simultaneously. Right. And if we want to make them a game, like, it's nice that they're there, because these are two, like, good game night games. If we ever wanted to all jump into the Call of Duty multiplayer together. Absolutely. You love you know Battlefront 2 when you played that. <laughs> I'm downloading these games. I'm going to delete everything else off my hard drive. Let's go. 
Just kidding. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog sequel is in the works. Exclusive from Variety.com, says Justin Kroll. Uh, director Jeff Fowler returns with the first movie's two writers, Pat Casey and Josh Miller. Hooray. This is the best video game movie that's ever existed. Can't wait for a squeakquel. That's an Alvin and the Chipmunks reference. <laughs> what are you shaking your head for? Dallas in the chat says November 3rd, 2017 was when World War II came out. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm going to blink until I um, grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Pikachu is the best video game movie ever made. No. no in my Holden. opinion. No. Sonic, Sonic was, was amazing. Fine. Sonic was fine. It was it was a <sighs> passable film. Detective Pikachu, don't get me wrong, was great. Great. But there were still a couple of characters in that movie that I was just like, why the fuck? Who wrote this knowing that this was going to be spoken by a person in front of a live theater audience? And by live oh, I felt that about every I mean, character except for uh, um, Dr. Eggman. Every character, I'm like, this is a, such a flat, boring character. <laughs> Dr. Eggman was great. They I felt the exact opposite. They were characters, but they weren't to the point where they were like, palm to your forehead. I can't believe someone wrote this dialogue. But that's not what we're talking we'll about on. today. We're talking about yeah. the Witcher series is blowing past 50 million sold following a hugely successful 2019. So this is the series as a whole, which was previously Xbox and PC exclusive until Witcher 3. Uh, they sold 10 million copies since last June. So they've made 20% of their sales of the entire series in the last year. And then Witcher 3 Wild Hunt was responsible for more than 20 million of those copies. And so it's definitely had some help. It came out on Switch last year. The Witcher came out on Netflix, the TV series, which definitely stirred a lot of interest back up in it again. Uh, but that's exciting to see CD Projekt Red making that money, injecting it right into their veins for cyberpunk. Dallas agrees with me, by the way. Every scene is great. There's not a bad scene in Sonic. Holden, you're wrong. Those are all three things that he said. Not in that order, however. I vehemently disagree. There well, jokes on you. You don't know how to spell okay. vehemently. There's an H in there. Next up, there's a Resident <laughs> Evil announcement happening on June 10th from PlayStation. Just to clarify, there, I just don't know how to spell words with H in it in general. It's right. just it's hard for me to do. Right. It's I don't have to spell my own name. Hard. It's tough. Yeah. Olden. <laughs> Chandler Wood from PlayStation Lifestyle tells us that there is an official announcement that was sent to Resident Evil ambassadors. Are you an ambassador? I don't know. I put anything from Capcom right into the junk folder, so I could be. I don't know. <laughs> this is just six days after the reveal event for the PS5 coming next week. We'll talk about it a little bit later in the episode. Do you think, Holden, that there's any coincidence to it? The PS5 is getting revealed. Or games for the PS5 and maybe more for the PS5 is getting revealed on Thursday. And then soon after, there's a Resident Evil reveal? You think they were I just waiting? Th- are you trying to say it's a next-gen exclusive or something? I don't know. Get off I my think dick. I have heard from rumors <laughs> it's cross-gen. And considering it's it's Capcom and it's, it's supposed to come out next year, and if it's along the same lines as most Resident Evil games, it's going to be in the first half of the year. Or Resident Evil games lately. 7 came out in January. Resident Evil 2, two came out in three. January or February. It was January. 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 And then April for Resident Evil 3. Abril, as they so, say in Espanol. Abril. Looking forward to it, though. Either way. Can't wait. Me too. Me too. I think they have a very good history uh, recently. And by that, I mean Resident Evil 7 was PSVR exclusive with Sony. So they have a history with Sony. And I'm wondering if now that the PS5, like they'll, they'll be able to reveal something on June 10th that's exclusive for PS5 that they wouldn't have been able to beforehand. 
whether it's I a see. feature so they're taking advantage like, of, whether it's PSVR 2 that they're taking advantage of, whatever's being revealed on the 4th, I think will play into their announcement on the 10th. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Dope. That's all of our fetch quests for today. So we're going to get in some meteor stuff, starting with meat. our mic. Meteor. Like no, a really meat. powerful spell cast in Final Fantasy. Meteor. Oh, like the one that Sephiroth gotcha. casts at the end of the game, and you have a limited time before the meteor crashes. Spoiler for the Final Fantasy VII, the original. <laughs> um, let's move on to our Microsoft Quest log. Microsoft continues to bolster their backwards compatibility features in Xbox Series X. They'd previously discussed all backward compatible games being available and had touched on HDR upgrades to older titles, and now we have another cool benefit to playing your older games on an Xbox Series X. Coming from Polygon.com, Michael McWhorter says, Xbox Series X backward compatibility will add HDR, 120 frames per second support to older games. Break down a couple of things here that were said in the, uh, in the article. They've confirmed that HDR enhancements for the thousands of Xbox and Xbox 360 games without developers needing to change anything is coming, which is amazing. Jason Ronald, Director of Program Management for Xbox Series X, also claims that Xbox and 360 games will double the frame rate of select set titles from 30 to 60 or from 60 to 120 frames per second for some games. That's insane. Because I don't even think a lot of TVs out there can handle 120 frames per second refresh rate. Nope. But if you have it hooked up to a gaming monitor on a PC on a desk and you play in a chair like an idiot, <laughs> maybe you can take advantage <laughs> of this. Oh, that's you, though. You can do that. Oh, I don't know if my monitor is 120 frames or frame, well, 120 hertz or more. I don't know if it is or not. Isn't there like a a relationship between hertz and frames per second where the refresh rate is 120 hertz, which allows for 60 frames per second, and then you need a refresh rate of 240 hertz to allow for 120 frames per second? I don't know the exact conversion if there is one there, but I, I know that, let's say that it's 120 frames, but just just for argument's sake, because I don't know what I'm talking about 100% here. Right. It's one to it's one to one frames per second in frames in in hertz. It's just say it's one to one for ease of uh, talking about it. If you had a game that was running at sixty frames per second, you can't notice that if your display is only refreshing at thirty hertz or thirty frames per second. Correct. Yeah, so like you could the game could run, but you won't actually see the benefit of it because the screen can't refresh fast enough for you to see the image. But I don't know what the conversion is. Uh, me neither. I think what? it's one to one actually. I think it's one to one. Do you think it's one to one? I think it's actually one to one. Yeah, because now I need to look it up. You know, there is there is that thing a little while ago with Sony talking about how the PlayStation Five would support 120 hertz, and there was this whole like, oh, it's 120 frames per second is what they just said, and it kind of caused this whole like, well, 120 hertz means it can refresh the display that quickly. It doesn't mean the game is refreshing that quickly, but if it could do 120 frames per second, it would be visible. Like I, I remember that being a conversation. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm looking it up. Yes, yeah. one hertz does apparently equal one frames per second. However, there are so many websites that will convert the two for you. <laughs> like you go in and you type the hertz and it will spit out a frames per second. <laughs> Why is that a thing if they're one to one? Why do people need a calculator for that? <laughs> That's really fun. What's just really funny to me is I know that someone had to code that, which yeah. means someone wrote an algorithm that says if they enter this many hertz, have it equal that same number. <laughs> they actually wrote that code out. That's really tedious. Ah, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. I came across a chart. I came across a chart. 
frames per second to hertz conversion table, and this does have a two to one ratio. One frame per second equals two hertz. Three equals six. Five equals ten. Ah, we have not gotten to the bottom of it, and we won't on this episode. Moving on. Each game will get the full <laughs> power of the Xbox Series X because their approach to backwards compatibility doesn't dumb the processor down into a different CPU mode. They allow these backwards compatible games to get full access to the CPU, the GPU, and the NVMe SSD. That is different from how previous consoles used to handle it. Like the, PS, the fat PS3 that was backwards compatible literally had the guts of a PS2 in it so that it could run PS2 games versus letting the PS2 games take advantage of the cell processor and all of its technology. So that's, that's cool to see. Uh, older games will be able to use the quick resume feature, which allow you to uh, multitask and switch back and forth between games that you leave off on uh, really quickly, which is nice. A lot of the enhancements are, that will be made to these things are kind of similar to what the Xbox One X is already doing to legacy games, like with upscaling to 4K support, uh, but it's happening for HDR, which is, again, if you don't have an HDR display, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. And finally, last year, Microsoft confirmed that they, will, they won't be adding any more titles. Oh my God, I'm burping up so much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be adding any more titles to the current library of backwards compatible games. They're apparently re-exploring their options, though, based on consumer feedback. So yeah, at the time, they said, hey, all the Xbox One games, or all the Xbox 360 games and all the original Xbox games that are now backwards compatible, like, that's all we're going to put our time into. Going forward, everything will just be backwards compatible, but... Holden, does this tickle your pickle? Uh, this is interesting, because you kind of compare to what we know about Sony's backwards compatibility, and it, it seems like kind of that whole, like, we're going to let these games run f the full Series X processor and take advantage of that hardware. It That feels like it's in contrary to Sony having, like, CPU modes, where there's, like, a PS4 mode, there's a PS4 Pro mode, and it can kind of shift gears to one of those modes. Um, so I'm not sure, like what's going to be able to do there in terms of enhancing their backwards compatibility games. We'll talk a little bit about that like in a little bit because we have some information, not a whole lot. But this seems like it's automatic, and that's the really cool thing. Like The developers don't have to do anything. It just happens. The HDR they kind of showed off with Fusion Frenzy a while ago, but I don't I don't think they discussed it as like an automatic. It's just there. So that's that's huge, and that's very different. Like Take a company like Apple, for example, who will release like a new type of display or something like that like when they released the iphone for the retina display they're like hey your apps will just work and they'll, they'll show up text look really crisp but if you want to go in and change the assets you can make it look really good we're not going to do that work for you you have to do that work and that's been a pretty common thing like that's not like apple being dicks like that's very common to say right. hey develop, we release a bigger size phone work. you need to make assets that are now bigger for this phone I mean, exactly. now they can and for scale it pretty easily, but back when they first released the plus-size phone. Yeah, but to do that with games is really unbelievable. Now, here's my assumption. My assumption <clears> is that <throat> this is automatic because of the work they put in in backwards compatibility over the last four or five years. Yeah. What they've been doing for all of these games, they have been manually, one by one, going to each of these games, making them run on Xbox One, changing the code, all that kind of stuff. So because they did all of that work to update them to run on modern archite architectures, they now are reaping the benefits of that with next-gen. Whereas PlayStation 4, that we'll talk about here in a second, uh, they are all doing this for the first time now. They're testing hundreds of games, thousands of games before the PS5 launch in hopes of, to get them mm -hmm. all running on this new modern architecture. So 
uh, yeah, Xbox definitely had a, a few years head start and is paying off for them for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's it's going to stand. We're going to have to wait and see how much this actually sways people to go for an Xbox over pre- um, previous consoles. But either way, I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of becomes a norm in gaming. Maybe not from Nintendo, but in, you know, everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, it'll Nintendo's become a norm. be backwards forever. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of backwards, Norm McDonald. Just kidding. Let's move on to our Sony Quest log. So Eurogamer came across documents from Sony informing developers of PS4 and PS5 compatibility requirements. So coming from Eurogamer from Tom Phillips. <clears throat> According to the documents that any game that PS4, any PS4 game that is submitted to Sony after July 13th, so it's about six weeks from now, they must also support the PS5. So your PS4 game must be able to run on PS5 without any issues. As we just mentioned a second ago, I assume that's because they don't want to have to test every single game going forward. They're going to be like, listen, you're releasing a game. You do the test first. Make sure it runs on PS5 for us. Although they have to ensure the compatibility themselves, Sony will be offering them documentation to set the guidelines. Um, In regards to patches, like if you're patching a game that's already currently on PS4, uh, those games don't have to be... um, Sorry, patches submitted before July 13th also won't need to be won't need to ensure that they're compatible with PS5. Uh, on Sony's end, they will test games to make sure PS4 games will work the same on PS5, and they've currently tested hundreds of games, as they mentioned in the uh, really awful game. Pff, what am I trying to say? GDC conference that they did a few months ago, <laughs> and they plan to test thousands more for launch. Sony also expects PS4 games to, quote, run at a boosted frequency on PS5 so that they can benefit from higher or more stable frame rates. It looks like they are not confident enough in their abilities to say double, but it looks like they're at least saying they're going to run better. Yeah, I kind of took that as like, hey, if you played a game that got a little framey at times, it might not do that on PS5. Not so much as like if it was 30, it's going to be 45 frames per second. They don't seem to be making kind of claims like that. I think the good takeaway from this, even though it's really not quite sure exactly what their cross-gen support is going to look like, um, well, for third parties at least, we know their first-party situation because we'll talk about that in a second. But they have a they have something there as opposed to nothing. We're like with PS3 and PS4, there was nothing. It was cut and dry. They just wiped their hands clean of PS3 and backed away basically. Whereas this is saying like, no, 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 there is some sort of internal structure inside of Sony that is working on bridging that gap between ps4 and ps5 so that's really that's really good to see i think that should alleviate any concerns that sony is just going to drop ps4 like a rock and say you have to buy a ps5 and that's like the end of the story even though they definitely want you to buy a ps5 they definitely do as we'll talk about in a second i feel like we're just teasing everything this episode we're going to talk about this so soon (laughs) but we're not going to talk about it now let's get into it though ceo of sie so many letters. Jim Ryan sat down with GamesIndustry.biz's Christopher Dring and further discussed backwards compatibility and other topics as well. Again, Christopher Dring at GameIndustry.biz. There's a quote from Jim Ryan on PS5 games on PS4, and it says, quote, We have always said that we believe in generations. We believe that when you go to all the trouble of creating a next-gen console, that it should include features and benefits that the previous generation does not include. And that, in our view... People should make games that can make the most of these features. And he goes on to say, We do believe in generations, and whether it's the DualSense controller, whether it's 3D audio, whether it's multiple ways that the SSD can be used, we are thinking that it's time to give the PlayStation community something new, something different, that can only be enjoyed on PS5. Hold there, Holden. 
Does that get you hyped as fuck or what for Thursday? Oh, absolutely. Because we had speculated that PS5 games will be, like, from Sony, first-party PS5 games will be PS5 exclusives. They've never mm-hmm. said it, but it seemed very likely, and now it's confirmed. Yeah, he basically saying, just said listen. those games are not going to PS4. Yep, we've got all That's this new shit, huge. and we believe in making games that take advantage of it to the fullest, and I can't wait to see what they churn out. Ah! <laughs> Okay, sorry. Let's move on. Uh, Drink covered uh, many other topics during the interview, including COVID's impact on Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, Sony does not seem concerned like Phil Spencer. uh, Sorry, doesn't seem concerned. And like Phil Spencer, Jim Ryan notes that the video game industry does well, actually, during times of financial crisis like the 2008 recession. Uh, And in fact, he does question if previous models will hold up during the the severity of COVID-19's impacts. But he has a quote here on the console pricing as well as we go into it. He says, quote, I think the best way that we can address this is by providing the best possible value proposition that we can. I don't necessarily mean the lowest price. Value is a combination of many things. In our area, it means games. It means number of games, depth of games, breadth of games, quality of games, price of games, all of these things, and how they avail themselves themselves of the feature set of the platform. Uh, for kind of context, last year, Jim Ryan also stated that Sony's goal of transitioning PS4 players to PS5 was, quote, at a scale and pace that we've never delivered before. And he does maintain that vision today as well. So it seems like they're saying all the right things. Games, 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 which is what their mission was with the PS4. It's like, this is all about the games. It's all about making things easier for developers, all that kind of stuff. Um, their value proposition argument makes me think that this is going to be a pricey console. And they're basically admitting here, like, we're not going to be cheapest on the market. Xbox is going to beat us in price. But we think that our console showing is going to be enough to sway people and say, this is worth the money I'm going to spend on it. I don't know how that will also translate into making it at a scale and pace that they've never delivered before. Yeah. I'm surprised that he maintained that because he said that before COVID... And before the whole lowered shipments, which I'm trying to think, is lowered shipments an official confirmation or was that a rumor? I actually can't remember right now. I don't know. Either way, um, I don't think that... I think launch day sales are going to be huge because people who want to buy games on launch are... COVID's not going to stop them. Like At least to get to numbers that we saw last generation launch. I think we're starting to see this after the fact, the kind of a trickle down in demand just because of COVID and economic impacts, depending on how things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Depending on how this shapes up over the next few months to the end of the year, which is looking more and more dire as time and time goes on. Uh, But we'll see what happens there. Um, Yeah, I think you're right, though. This is the confirmation that that they are not going to be the price leader. Um, which is why they're changing the conversation to value instead. But I think that if they can show that their games are actually next-gen games and that it's not going to be this hindered experience, I, I don't think it's actually a bad argument to make the the value proposition in- instead. I do think his right. statement's a little funny, though. Um, in our area, it means games. It means number of games, depth of games, breadth of games, quality of games, price of games. It's like someone being like, it was big, and it was large, and it was massive. And he's just kind of saying <laughs> like, like the same shrimp, things over and over Gumbo shrimp, jumbo shrimp, cocktail shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, num- what's the difference between number of games and breadth of games? Well, maybe like, breadth is like, spans a lot of different genres. Okay, maybe. 
Maybe. Uh, but either way, I'm very pumped about this. Um, it's just, we're just there. We're going to be talking about that Sony PS5 event pretty soon. More teasing. More teasing. <laughs> we just got to tease you. But it's it's starting to feel real. It's starting to feel like reality. And that's good. That's very yeah. good. Next, let's move on to our Nintendo Quest log. I'm going to read this word for word. <laughs> because you wrote it. But I'm not going to be happy about reading it. <laughs> we all know that Animal Crossing is the most adorable thing ever. And it always will be. But is there a way it could be even cuter? The answer is shockingly, yes. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. Oh, Vicky Blake from Eurogamer says, Builder Bear is taking notes about your dreams of an Animal Crossing-themed collaboration. A Twitter user tweeted a Builder Bear at Builder Bear with the crossover in mind, and the Builder Bear actually responded. <laughs> the Builder Bear itself did not, because that would be terrifying. <laughs> but Builder Bear, the company, responded with, Wow, we're taking notes. Holden, is this a good idea? Yes, with a strike through written in it. And is it a better idea than Super Mario Lego? <laughs> uh, it's a good idea, and it's definitely a better idea than Super Mario Lego. Because can you imagine stuffed Animal Crossing? It's stuffed Animal Crossing characters. Like, I wouldn't buy one personally, but like my younger brother's... Kids who are a fan of Animal Crossing are definitely going to want these. Imagine them putting an NFC chip in it, and you can like make your own like villager or something like that with like its own oh, outfit or something. Won't and then, do that. and then you like, well, that's how Build a Bear works. No, there are it? no NFC chips in Build a Bears. No, but you can design the character how you want it to look, and then you could like, why not put an NFC chip in there? They, no. Nintendo does plushy like no. um, Build a Bear is already. You go to a giant bin. Full of deflated, sad-looking oh, animals. I, you fill yeah. it up with cotton. You can put a little heart in there, and some of the hearts you can record a message on. And then you buy clothes for it, and that's it. There's nothing I get smart it, but about they, a builder bear. In the stuffed, like the kind of the emptied out Animal Crossing character they have, they could just put the NFC chip like somewhere in the fur lining on the inside. Yes, you could put an NFC chip in a builder bear, but that yeah. technology does not exist within Builder Bear as a company. Saying it could, and Nintendo just do did blah just did a patent for um, stuffed NFC characters. So, well, so they like, did that with the Quilted so, Yoshi amiibo. Yeah, and they're patenting it again. So they have new ideas. So I think you're I'm dreaming a little happen. bit. That sounds awesome. But I do think that like a Tom Nook Build a Bear could be kind of attractive to the right people. I don't want it. <laughs> that was that was so uncharitable. <laughs> <laughs> but they've also got to compete against. They have Build a Bear, My Little Ponies. They have Build a Bear, Mario characters. They have Build a Bear, Frozen, Olaf, and Anna Bears. Like they've got a lot to compete against. And I don't know if Animal Crossing is a big enough IP to compete with those that people would care enough. About. Oh, I think you are cray cray. It's a huge I don't IP. Know. I don't know. It's not Mario and Frozen level, so it's sold more than Mario on every console it's okay, been on. Not on every the Mario game that's ever existed together. <laughs> well, that's not a fair comparison. <laughs> well, you're not a fair person. You're not fair trade. <laughs> Welcome back to Nintendo has used their brand ambassador program to partner with YouTubers and social media personalities and distribute game codes for review uh, and similar marketing efforts. However, 
Alyssa James at DualShockers tells us that Nintendo Brand Ambassador program possibly is ending, according to content creators. So there's a person whose real life name is Woodhawker. <laughs> Woodhawker is a YouTuber and former Nintendo Brand Ambassador, and apparently Nintendo emailed him and informed him that they would be ending the program. Woodhawker does not believe that this will impact his channel at all, <laughs> but he does believe that a new program will come eventually. Uh, Dual Shockers who thinks was the program's going to come eventually? Uh, Dual Shockers says that Woodhawker no, who? thinks that. Oh, okay, okay. He was able to confirm with other... <laughs> Dual Shockers was able to confirm with other ambassadors that they received the same emails. Uh, this is actually a program that I didn't even realize existed, let alone now it's ending. I'm like, oh, surprise, this thing I didn't know is coming to an end. Uh, why do we I care about realized, this? I realized this a few months ago, I think. Um, was it a few months ago? Whenever we talked about the direct mini, and I had the theory that like the direct was going to be shortly after that, and right, and you know, still that panned out really well, that, right? So, um, someone who was speculating a similar thing was named Arlo, and I was on his Twitter account, and I noticed that he had like the Nintendo brand ambassador mark on on his name and i thought that was really weird because i watched his videos on youtube so i could like see his thoughts on rumors or see his review in a game or like on a concept like or predictions for the year kind of thing by the way he totally called that animal crossing was going to um have an island life theme like he had a prediction before new horizons announced called animal crossing island life and, like that was his prediction he fucking nailed it he was that was impressive Great. um but he um he's a brand ambassador and so I got really confused. I saw he's a brand ambassador because I never viewed him as like a brand ambassador. Like what I did for Oculus, that's being a brand ambassador. I go to a store, I represent that brand. And you lie and to I people talk about to how customers great it is. about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. Um, but with this, I'm like, that's not a brand ambassador. He's making like opinion videos on YouTube. But the fact that he's a brand ambassador means are these really opinion videos? And I was kind of like disheartened to like see this. I noticed it's actually true of a lot of YouTubers. They're brand ambassadors. And I'm actually really glad to see this program is ending and I hope it doesn't get replaced because I think it's an odd thing to say, hey, here's a special program where we can guarantee you we're going to give you review codes and early access to review, which will help your channel. We can also revoke you from the program. That won't incentivize you at all to say positive things about the games. Right. And In a YouTube I, space I think, where it's already nearly impossible to make content about Nintendo games in general. Yeah. So it's, it, seems, it seemed very weird. I just didn't have an opportunity to talk about it too much. Um, so I'm I'm glad they're getting rid of it. <laughs> that it just doesn't seem like a practice a company should be having. Like to put it in like a, 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 we'll put it this way. Like in a really important example. Like, can you imagine if the Republican Party and the Democratic Party had like special journalists that they would talk to, and how that would influence how news is covered? Yeah, I, I've seen Fox like, News before. <laughs> oh, it's not just Fox <laughs> News. It's all over the place. <laughs> But it's not like a it's not a direct affiliation. Whereas this is like a direct affiliation. Like you cannot review this game before anyone else unless you're part of the program. It's weird. Yeah. It shouldn't be that way. Well, maybe they need to do that in order to guarantee that their games are going to be well reviewed and be quality games. Speaking of well reviewed and quality games, let's move on to our third party quest log where we have one story today. <laughs> Fast and Furious Crossroads was the final announcement during the 2019 Game Awards, and we haven't heard much since. With Fast 9 getting delayed a year 
and no one who released it for crosswords, it was hard to know when they would end up releasing it. But the silence has ended. Not only is this game coming, but on August 7th this year. and uh, So it's coming that soon, and we'll also get our first look at gameplay. Holden, there's a trailer. From Nick Beato at Game Ranks, Fast and Furious Crossword receives first game period trailer and new release date. It's a two-minute and 20-second trailer, maybe. Mm -hmm. First showed up in our text thread early in the morning a couple days ago. And then three hours later, you said, hey, has anyone seen this trailer? Yes. <laughs> we all saw it that morning. And then I actually watched it for the first time about five minutes before we went live recording this episode today. <laughs> Holden, this game looks trash. It looks really bad. It looks like a licensed game from the PS2 era. On mobile. I 100% as I was watching the trailer, I saw the interface. I was like, oh, it has a mobile interface. And then I thought, I asked you, I was like, wait, am I watching the right thing? Because I thought that I was watching some spinoff mobile game from two years ago. But no, that's the right thing. It just has a shitty interface. It does not look mm -hmm. like you're going to be playing as these characters at all. You're going to be playing as cars with their disembodied voices. And <laughs> <laughs> all the gameplay looks incredibly similar. You drive in a straight line and you wait for your radar to go boop, 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 until you're locked onto something and then you shoot it. Or you wait till there's a car beside you and then you move left or right to grind its gears. I don't know. It but you're forgetting. Terrible. Sometimes you'll go over a ramp and you'll narrowly miss something that was scripted and a character will say, whoa, that was a close one or something equally cool. Right. You will Just have like... You'll have lines that the characters, uh, the actors, the real voice actors, literally phoned in. And you'll be like, Letty will be like, damn, you need to watch out for the guy on the... No! No, Mom! No, I'm recording something for a game! Sorry, can we still use that take? I don't have the time to record another. <laughs> like, that's the kind of quality it sounds like you're going to be... They're literally phoning it in. <laughs> oh, it looks awful. I, I immediately remembered playing... This is so random... But when I was playing The Incredibles on GameCube, and which actually is not a bad game to be fair, but it has that like really terrible like random voiceover to like make it like look, it is the character they're talking, and like one of them is when you're the dash and you're running down the street to get to school on time or something like that, and you're dodging cars, and whenever you die and restart again, he just says I'm the dash, and then he just starts like running like every single time, and I like. When I saw how bad this dialogue was, I'm like, it's just like The Incredibles in the GameCube back in like <laughs> 2003 or four. Like, this looks awful. This looks really bad. I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I didn't think it was going to look that. I'm in. not surprised. What I am surprised at when we saw the reveal at Game Awards, we saw the character models and shit like that, and I was like, whoa. This legit looks like a terrible, terrible PS2 game. The Since you're going to be playing as cars most of the time instead of people, that's an opportunity for this game to look a little bit better like it might be even a PS3 game. So uh, that's what I'm surprised at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how this could look so bad. I hope it's not multiplayer so that I don't feel obligated to pick it up and play it with Matt. That's that's the only thing. I th well, the thing is I think it is multiplayer. Like It looks like you guys would be doing one mission together and maybe you're going to approach the tank from the left and someone's going to approach the tank from the right, but you're on different pathways. Because they kept like cutting away to different cars driving around in a similar-ish environment. I hate that. And then I 
think that like the cars would like align. They start racing together or driving together, but it also could just be like all the environments in the game look pretty much the same, and they are different levels. I have no idea, but either way, it doesn't look very good. No matter what, you're driving in a straight line in some car. If you want yeah. good Fast and Furious content, the F10 trailer, Fast and Furious 10, dropped on Affable Idiots YouTube. We had an exclusive with them, so go check that out. It's much better quality than this game that we're about to see. <laughs> <laughs> and it's mostly cars, too. So like, if you like the car aspect of Crossroads, F10's got you covered. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it for our third-party quest log. Before we move on to our main quest about Sony's first PS5 event on Thursday that we've been teasing all episode... I'm going to tell you about Affable Idiots. It is the brand under which we and our other sister podcast, AAWI, and also with you, fall. And there's much more to come. But we need your support. The first thing you can do for free takes two seconds. One, two. You could have done it in the time that I counted, but you didn't know what to do yet. Go to YouTube. <laughs> subscribe to our podcast. You can click the links. I put them in the description below on YouTube, on our podcast service, on the email that I sent you with this in it. Just go click the links, hit subscribe. Turn off notifications if you're... I don't give a fuck. All I need is a hundred of you to do that. A hundred. And we can finally have our vanity name, youtube.com slash fire. And then you can also do us more good if you have some extra time and you want to write us a little review on the podcast service of your choice. It helps us a lot. We check the comments. They make us smile. They make us giggle. But the five stars actually does a lot for us. So go there. Rate us five stars. If you rate us four stars, go fuck yourself. Finally... You can go to patreon.com slash respawnamefire where you can pay $1 to support us. You can get dope-ass wallpapers, ass wallpapers, uh, which I'm, I'm, will be a couple days delayed this month, but it would be so worth it because they're so good. I'm like halfway through making it. Uh, you can play on game nights with us on Thursday and Fridays. Again, it's uh, we did Dead by Daylight this month, and we did Mario Kart. We're looking like we're going to do Smash Brothers next month. And then finally, you get the ability to influence what we play for Barf. Anyone can play a Barf game with us and submit their thoughts, but you get to tell us what to play. Do that on patreon.com slash fire. Finally, let's move on to our main quest. Holden. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. I assume this same topic will be our main quest again next weekend as we record. Unless like Half-Life 4 is randomly announced, or the next Half-Life game. Or 3. Or three. Well, maybe four. I don't know what they're going to call it. Quattro's It'd be called Half-Life Alexander. This That's what the next one's going to be called. You obviously don't know Half-Life lore. Jesus. I don't. <laughs> uh, so Sony's first PS5 event. And like actually real dedicated, not like GDC developer focus. Like actual first live big event. There's been a rumor and speculation for months. We've mentioned it already on the, on the episode in previous weeks about when Sony would be re revealing the PS5 games, the box, release date, all these other things, the price. Um, and for some of those tidbits, we won't have to wait much longer because officially, from the PlayStation blog itself, you're invited a look at the future of gaming on PlayStation 5. The event is this Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. It's June 4th, in case you're listening to this some other time. Don't look for it if you're listening to it outside of this week because it's not going to exist anymore. The digital show, quote, the digital showcase will be run for a bit, will run for a bit more than an hour, end quote. Separate paragraph, separate thought. Quote, <laughs> the games you'll be playing after PlayStation 5 launches this holiday, end quote, will be in attendance. I say that because those are mentioned in a separate order than we read them in separate paragraphs. And I maintain that we're going to see more than games, but Holden thinks those two sentences, if you take them out of context and place them together, mean that we're getting us an hour full of just games. 
Next up, we also have a link for I PlayStation didn't say Lifestyle just games. You said exclusively said games the, for an hour and a half. I said That's the exactly main, what you said. The main focus is going to be games. I can go back we'll to the text message thread and bring it up <laughs> during the event. I will. Sony will I'll use PS5 right games. Now. Sony will use PS5 games, quote, running on real hardware for PS5 reveal. This comes from Chandler Wood at PlayStation Lifestyle. The title explains everything you need to know about it. And then finally, the reason we've been waiting until now, actually not finally, but there's one more article after this, but reason, uh, really about this event, the reason we've been waiting all the way until now for this event could be because of this. From PushSquare.com, Robert Ramsey says, Sony bosses want PS5 event to be as professional as possible. Multiple shows were apparently refused earlier this year. Uh, this, actually, this information comes from Alana Pierce, who works at Funhouse uh, and was recently on Kind of Funny Games Daily. There are a couple of quotes here. Quote, Sony has tried to do presentations already this year, and I know this from developers who were supposed to be part of those presentations, but didn't because for some reason, somewhere in the Sony hierarchy, they were very obsessed with the idea of having a very, very professional stream rather than something previously recorded. She goes on to say, so they weren't willing to do anything outside of a massive studio with a crew of like 20 to 30 people, which for those devs who were planning to have their games revealed at those certain streams was very frustrating. PlayStation just wasn't having the at-home quality stuff. They were refusing to do it. So I feel like maybe this is actually going to be huge. Hold on, before we talk about the games lineup from the uh, from the official PlayStation magazine coming next month, let's talk about just those three things together. There's an event happening. Yeah. It's going to be showing real PS5 games on real PS5 hardware, and apparently it might look real profesh in this COVID-19 time. Does that tickle your pickle? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we've already kind of talked about it before, like how I'm excited to finally see the stuff PlayStation Five has to offer. I guess I'm. I read that piece, and I don't see how they're setting up anything besides games being talked about. I'm open for them saying like, and it's releasing on this day, and like mentioning other kind of details around it. But I don't think we're seeing the controller. I don't. Well, we see the controller. I don't think we're seeing the box. I don't think that we're you know going to get the price. I don't. I think that we're going to leave this event saying, "Wow, all those games are really good." I can't wait to see more about the PlayStation Five itself. But I guess like, what are you expecting to be the event? Because you don't seem to think that's going to be the case. I what I want to see. At this event, and what I think we might get a glimpse of is similar to the PS4 reveal event of February 2013, where they show okay. off the software of it. What makes the OS of PS5, PS5 better than PS4? <clears throat> what does the create button do? What are the things like the, the, there was a share button, there's Twitch integration and things like that on PS4 that was not previously available on PS3. What are the software features of PS5 that these games can take advantage of that we read earlier? that these PS5 exclusive games are not going to be compromised at all and making sure that they do take advantage of every single thing this this console can offer. So I feel like, and I hope, that we're going to see that kind of stuff as well. Here's the PS5. Here's the cool new shit it can do from a console software standpoint. Here are some games that are taking advantage of that stuff. Let's see them in action. Mm -hmm. uh, whether that is game sharing whether that is <clears throat> share play and all of the stuff that comes along with that that's all the ps4 type stuff they were talking about but i want to see that type of information and how this interface maybe even see the dashboard of it i don't know the ui that'd be cool i i still don't i want to see but i don't think we're going to see the box um and i don't think we're going to get a price so that stuff is still to come but yeah i think it, it will be it will be 
they'll have a lot of games in it, but I think that they are going to be showing off software features and that the games will be taking advantage of and how cool they are, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I'm pumped as fuck. Pumped as fuck. Oh, it's, regardless of what they show, it's going to be exciting to finally hear the official information in a consumer-friendly, non-developer-focused way. Yes. Oh, my God. So the, that news, seeing the GDC, how how ill-received <clears throat> that was with the fake silhouettes moving around in the, in the foreground. And then after seeing Microsoft's event last month with all of the really awful, like everyone has a really shitty microphone for some reason. They couldn't send them professional microphones to, to use from their homes or professional. <laughs> like everyone has really shitty stuff. Like to see an, a fancy upgrade, like actually reveal event from PlayStation with all of this stuff too, like on a high quality stream, that's going to be able to show me these games as they're meant to be seen. That, that, my tickle is my pickle is very tickled. It is at full attention, one hundred percent erection. Um, in terms, I want to go back to the whole like having other things there besides games. There's there's the line at the end that says this is a part of our series of PS Five updates, and rest assured, after next week's showcase. We will still have much to share with you. The fact that they say that, and the only other thing they mention that's going to be in the event is the games. And yeah, I switched the order in the in the uh, note there, but it's only to make it a more legible sentence as opposed to like it's all right. I broke it up and murdered the sentence. Don't worry, <laughs> you totally <laughs> murdered the sentence. But like, I'll read the two paragraphs right here. Like, well, it's technically three. We've shared technical specifications and shown you the Newell DualSense wireless controller, but what is a launch without games? That's why I'm excited to share that we will soon give you a first look at the games you'll be playing after PlayStation 5 launches this holiday. The games coming to PS5 represent the best in the industry from innovative studios that span the globe, studios both larger and smaller, those newer and those more established. All have been hard at work developing games that will showcase the potential of the hardware. This digital showcase will run for a bit more than an hour. For the first time, we will all be together virtually experiencing the excitement together. A lack of physical events has given us an amazing opportunity to think differently and bring you on this journey with us, and hopefully closer than ever before. This is part of our series of PS5 updates, and rest assured, after next week's showcase, we will still have much to, um, to share with you. So the fact that like they're really talking specifically about games they're not mentioning like here's what the user experience is going to look like we can't wait to show you you know uh how the dual controller works they're not talking about those kind of things but they say only games is the only thing you mentioned in, in here they've been really good about saying like hey this upcoming state of play we're not talking about ps5 they're usually pretty good at saying like these are the things that we're going to be talking about in this event and it's not going to be the ps5 this time and the fact that they're emphasizing we're still this is a part of a series of events and we have the Alana Pierce thing saying, yeah, like they want to go huge with this. But she also says that they wanted to have multiple events to, to cover the stuff. I don't think that it's going to be a lot more than than just games. I think that is going to be like the primary and like anything else will be like a few minutes of time. Because I think that what they can do is they can. Well, let me finish here. Yep. I think yep. what they can do is they can say, hey, here are the games. Here's what hypothetically, you know, uh god of war looks like on like the new god of war on ps5 this is what it looks like and then in the next events they can say you've seen god of war now let's show you what you can do with the create button when you're playing god of war and they're going to use that base of games they talk about this next event 
as the context for the features they're going to show us going forward. Oh, you're excited about God of War because we showed it to you last time. Well, here's how the DualSense controller works with God of War. Those are going to be the kind of next set of events are going to be after this initial one of just getting the games out. If they had mentioned other things inside of the games, I would, yeah, I would agree with you there. But they've only mentioned that, and they've been really good about stating what they will and will not talk about at certain events. Well, Holden, your argument is very, very solid. But it does not explicitly say we will have a little over an hour of only games. And that's like saying a character died off screen in a movie and they could come back in a future sequel. So I'm not convinced. (laughs) But by implication of saying it's going to be an hour long and they've only talked about games in this blog post, I feel like it is like they're saying. one more thing. We're going to see packaging of the controller. That's it. That's what we're going to (laughs) see. And when I say we're not going to see the box, I just meant the console. We will see the box that the PlayStation is going to come in. That's already been designed. And oddly enough, the box that the PlayStation comes in does not have a picture of the the box itself on the box. <laughs> it's just a blue box with the PlayStation logo on yep. it. That's it. That's it what the box the looks PS5 like. PS5 logo. And it's actually just like a five written in Times New Roman. And here's the crazy thing. When you open up the box, it's actually just a bunch of components inside of a cardboard box. Like, the box is the oh, box. Oh, shit. And when you want to put a disc in, you have to, like... Pull the little flap up and like put it into like the the top crease of the box, and that's where the discs go in. Here's the other thing: what if so in the box so it's gonna work. there's like a little opening that's maybe about four inches high, maybe about I don't know eighteen inches wide, where you can also put your Xbox One console in there, <laughs> and then there also might be a, a a small part in there where like I don't know you can you can attach feet to it to level it out a little bit. Or maybe you can like have a glass door on it and put like a receiver in there too. What if the PlayStation 5 is an entertainment center? Whoa. And the guts are just built into the wood. Or, in reality, Damn. particle board. If That's what's coming on Thursday. Isn't that? You think they can explain all want- of that in just a couple of minutes while the rest of it's games? I don't think so, sir. <laughs> Finally, the last part of our, of our main we'll quest before it. we kind of get into some things. Uh, there's an article set from PlayStation Universe, PSU.com. Uh, Joe Apsey says, Here is every PS5 game official PlayStation magazine has confirmed. It's a lot of games. Um, <laughs> I don't know whether we should... Just, I don't think it's worth reading the whole list of games. There's a lot so there of them. Are, yeah. There are a lot of them, and many of them are games that exist now, but are, have been confirmed to run on PlayStation 5, like Rainbow Six Siege. The Elder Scrolls Six, of course, is coming to PS5 and not PS4. <laughs> uh, so those are the kind of things that we'll see, like Vampire, Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Uh, to be honest, this whole list, not much of it excites me at all. Nope. I was honestly bummed when I saw this list. Now that, like, obviously Elder Scrolls Six is going to be a huge game when that comes out, but it's, like, so far away right. that I'm like, I can't get excited for that right now. Like, we know there's Quantum um, Error, Assassin's Creed Valhalla are pretty fun uh, picks for, like, Madden NFL games. 21. Whoa. NFL 21. Dauntless, that free-to-play game that's been out on everything. <laughs> Yes, and this, a lot of this too is like games that were announced during Xbox's event, like right. Dirt Five, or what was the chorus is one of them. So, you know, there are a Rat's Quest, The Way Back Home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so everything from that point and down is like indie games that yeah. are going to be there. But yeah, so it's it. This was one of those things that was it was 
it wasn't yeah it was it was teased but official PlayStation magazine came forward and just said hey we're gonna have the first look at PS5 games in our right. next issue and this isn't what I was looking forward to I hope that the next event the one we get on June 4th has more to show than what we see here if it's oh, just these well, 38 games these 38 games none of them are first party we also don't know what all but what two or three of the first party studios are working on mm-hmm. so we're gonna there are there's a lot of opportunity out there for us to see like actual builds of games that we can finally know are coming and maybe even release windows for these knowing what's coming at launch and what's not holden Speaking of first-party games and other games that we might see of this, it is time for Summer Games Bet Fest. Bet. bet. That's right. It's Summer Games Bet Fest, where we take bets on summer's best game fest. Summer, summer game fest. Summer, summer of gaming. The rest are best for bets. Bet. Bet. Summer Games Bet Fest. Our first one is going to be about this Sony event on Thursday. We are going to have a list of games that Holden has prepared that might show their head. We don't know. Could be. And we're going to bet on which ones are going to be there. We're yeah. So how to... this is going to work. Yeah. Go on. Go on. Tell yeah, us Yeah. So how this is going to work is right now we're going to choose heads or tails to decide who's going to go first. Whoever uh, goes first, they, after I list all 15 games, will pick one. And then whoever loses the coin toss picks the next two. And then whoever wins picks the last one. So we'll have four games that we're kind of betting on to be there, two from each of us. And then we're going to post those four games on Twitter as a poll on Tuesday morning when the episode airs, if you're not listening to it on Twitch. Um, and you guys can choose what you think is going to be uh, one of the games that's that's going to be listed there as part of the bet. And then kind of basically every week we're going to be having us pick two and two for for a bet. For and some the event that's coming of up that August, week. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's going to be a lot um, so, of stuff this summer. As we mentioned, there's Summer Game Fest, there's Summer of Gaming, there's Summer Games Bet Fest, all sorts of things. Just many combinations of games and summer and festivals. So, I let's do the coin toss. Can you get your phone? Got my Siri ready to this? go. Holden, do you choose heads Boom. or tails? I'm going to choose heads this time. Flip a coin. It's tails this time. Mm, it's tails. Mm, that means I first. get to make the first choice. You get to make choice two and three, and then I'll make choice four. Read me All right, the list I'm going to read contenders. the list here. we can talk about these as we go through them, or we can you know, list it all off and then go from there. Number one, Bloodborne 2. Okay, okay. Number two, a new Uncharted game. Okay, okay. Number three, I have a joke title in here, but Last of Us Part 1.5. It's kind of a joke, just new Last of Us. Number new, four, yeah, Ratchet and Clank sequel. New Last of Us is an option. For PS5. Something different from Part 2. Yes. Okay. Uh, God of War 2. Horizon Zero Noon. Doesn't actually have to be called that, but the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. The okay. Order 1887. Again, doesn't have to be called that, but right. if it's a sequel to that game. Uh, Ueda's next game. So the guy who made The Last Guardian or Shadow of the Colossus. Like his next game. Okay. Okay. Spider-Man 2. Another Marvel PlayStation exclusive. That's not Spider-Man. Okay. Gran Turismo 7, Silent Hill, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2, which will probably change the name of that if it's real because they don't want to... Battle Royale have an odd connotation nowadays mm-hmm. for that kind of game. And then the last two is a new Kill Zone or a new Resistance. Mm, okay, okay, okay. Uh, a lot so of those games pick. I don't think are possibly ever going to happen. No. Let alone at this no. event. But <laughs> I'm going to use my first pick to say Gran Turismo 7. 
because we've already seen a lot of leaked information about that that <laughs> apparently quote unquote doesn't exist. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be my first pick. No We're going to see some Gran Turismo 7. And as we mentioned last week, like it, racing games are good games to show off power of new consoles and really great graphics. I think that is a very good pick. So I'm going to put in GT7 for you. Um, I'm going to go Ratchet & Clank sequel. Okay, okay. That's my... I've also already made that prediction, so I think it's a safe one for me to do. And then I'm going to say... I'm going to say God of War. Maybe you don't get like a trailer for it and like a, like, here's gameplay, but they're going to mention it. They're going to mention God of War. Corey Barlog's already mentioned it on Twitter. He's already said he's working on it. So now he's we have to very... think about what is, what is the criteria for being at this event? Any sort of like announcement of it. If it's like... Do we do have to see like a title game? screen God of War 2 or are they going to say PS5 will be the best play to play newest installments and in franchises like God of War and blah, blah, blah. Like, does that, that wouldn't count? count. They'd have to say it's like this is a game that we're making, basically. If okay. they get up there and say, like, if like if Corey Barlog were to get up there and say, and at Santa Monica, we're so excited to be working on our next game, which will be on PlayStation 5, we can't assume that's God of War because they haven't mentioned it's specifically God of War. They could make okay. Gran Turismo 7 for all we know. Probably not. Um, but if they say, like, the next God of War coming PS5, and it's just like a title, and that's it, that yeah. would count. All right. I feel like you miss an opportunity with Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. Which, if you even even played Horizon Zero Dawn, you know why Horizon Zero Noon is just nonsense. I know why it's called Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. Just... <laughs> uh, yeah, we've. I feel like we've heard so many rumors of that. We there are literally like voice actors who outed the game over a year ago. They're like, oh yeah, wait till you hear Horizon Zero Dawn sequel. You're gonna be blown away by that story. Like so, like we know that's been in the works, and it's older than God of War. So I feel like you. I feel like you miss an opportunity there. Gran Turismo Seven. God of War, I mean, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, hell yeah. We'll see what happens. Those are my picks. So, uh, Last of Us Part 2, or Part 1.5, obviously that was not going to happen. Do you not think there's any chance of like an Uncharted or a new Naughty Dog game being shown off? Uh, I don't think Uncharted. I think, mm-hmm. I think we're done with Uncharted for at least the next few years, and if we see it, it might be at the tail end of PS5's life cycle, and it will be handled by a new yeah. studio. Um, okay. Just because I think I think, Unch- I think, I think Naughty fair. Dog is they're like, hey, we told the story we want to tell from start to finish. We're done with Nathan Drake. Like, let's move on. <clears throat> they want to make Pong. They want they want to make Pong. They want to make Knack Four. The Knack mm-hmm. knocks on your door, whore. Uh, <laughs> all titles have to rhyme. All the best titles rhyme. It's actually called Knack for All. That's what it's called. Knack for one. Neck for one is what was the name of that Ratchet and Clank game? Was that Ratchet and Clank four for one or All something like that? One what was that called? Quest New Booty. I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. I think there's a chance we could see Naughty Dog's new game because they generally announce them very close to the release of one of their games. Like I think we found out about The Last of Us Part Two within the same year Uncharted uh, Four came out, and I think when within the same year Last of Us came out, we knew about Uncharted 4 as a PlayStation 4 exclusive game. Hmm. So I think it's possible that because of all the delays with Last of Us Part 2, they would say like, hey, Naughty Dog's next game. Can neither confirm nor deny. I also <laughs> I also wonder about like the kinds of things that are going to be announced. Do you think they're going to be like, by the way, 
there will be a Naughty Dog game sometime in the next three or four years. Or is it going to be like, <laughs> we're talking today about the things you'll see within the first six months of launch. Like, I wonder, I wonder what the focus of this game is going to be. Like, if they have they something really impressive in- to show that might be coming out in three years, I don't know how those two things are the same. But The quote in the blog post is, that's why I'm excited to share um, that we will soon give you a first look at the games you'll be playing after PlayStation 5 launches this holiday. So that could be any period. Except that for could be five years. Holiday. Yeah. We won't be playing all the PlayStation games 5 games you're going to be playing before the summer. console comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Although, all technically, right. with cross gen, there could be some games like that. Okay. Cross gen is a socially acceptable thing now. Okay. <laughs> Next up. So that's, so that's it. That's our first Summer Games Bet Fest. Uh, go on Twitter. Tell us which one you think of those four is most likely. We'll come back next week, see who won. And again, oh, at the just, end of August, there is there are stakes. There is a winner. Whoever has the most bets that are correct. And again, <clears throat> the the event tells us whether correct, not whether you voted for the game that we thought was correct. <laughs> Your voting is is and, completely meaningless. <laughs> it's for fun. You get pride. Yes. Uh, just to go over our guesses again, Chad guessed GTA uh, GTA Seven, nope. Gran Turismo Seven, and Horizon Zero Dawn Two. And I guess Ratchet and Clank sequel and God of War two. Dope. I'm surprised neither of us picked Spider Man two. Mm, yeah, I just don't know if we'll see that right away. I think it's too soon. Too soon. Let's move on to Game on Game Show. The game on our gaming show. Where we play a game called Game on. The game on game 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 game. This week we've got Quiz Me Cat. It's me, Margaret. This is a game <laughs> show game. Where I have four rounds, each with a different time limit. Holden has to answer a series of questions or name a series of things or guess. And if he gets all... F- Excuse me, I almost burped and threw up a little bit. If he gets through all four rounds successfully, then he gets a super secret special prize. If I don't he- think I've ever done it before. Yes, you have. I have? Oh, okay. There was one of them that... Uh, the super secret special prize that you got was like, I was going to ship you an amiibo or something like that that wasn't ludicrously rare. And then oh, that yeah, didn't end up right. happening. Um, and then I showed you the super secret special prize, even though you didn't win it a couple of times ago. That was me shoving Squirtle in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've, you've gotten it. You've gotten it on occasion. Okay. Um, so, again, four rounds for Quiz Me Captain. It's me, Margaret. The first round is 30 seconds. It involves you answering this one question. Holden, I need to get my timer out. Hold, please. Holden, get it? Oh my God. Hold, like, Holden. Never. I've never heard that one before. Are you ready? I didn't go to high school. Round one. Happened. 30 seconds. Quiz me cat. It's me, Margaret. Starts. Now, name five Xbox exclusive franchises. Forza, Halo, one, two, Gears of War. Three. Um, Ori the Blind Forest. Oh, it doesn't count. It's on Switch. Already in the Will of the Wisps. Counts. That's four. Ten seconds left. And then... Ten seconds left. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Five seconds. Uh, one more. Cameo uh, El- Elemental. That that was a 361. You got that in under it was 30 seconds. Game... What the hell did you just say to me? <laughs> it's called Cameo. Oh, it's the K-A-M-E-O game? Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be on GameCube. And then, like, GameCube... At launch, they started at E3, like 2001. Publishers, Xbox Game Studios. I'll give that to you. Didn't come out. Developed by Rare. And Microsoft ended up taking it, yeah. 
That was a, such a random odd thing that, to throw. There was a whoa. much better one I missed. Whoa. What did right. I, which one did I miss? Because I missed a I big know. franchise, I, don't have a list I think. Of them. <laughs> Fable. That's what I Fable, missed. Fable, there you go. Yep. All right. You successfully made it through round one. Barely. All right. Barely. Round two. 60 seconds. So you have more time, usually with larger requirements. Are you ready for round two yes. of Quiz Me Captain? It's me, Margaret. I'm going to need all my fingers for this one. 60 seconds starts now. Name 24 weapons found in video games. <laughs> the Master Sword. One. The the Ball and Chain. Two. The Hook Shot. Three. The Bow and Arrow. Four. The Kokiri Sword. Five. The Four Sword. Six. We got those. We have the Laser Sword from Seven. Halo. We have the Battle Rifle. The Assault Eight. Rifle. Nine. The Needler. Ten. How many do I have to get? 24. <laughs> 24, fuck you. <laughs> the Needler. Then we're going to have the Chainsaw Gun and Gears of War. 11. We're going to have the oh, the, the Sledgehammer in, 12. in uh, Siege. We're going to say that one because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can break the walls with it. It's not a weapon. 20 seconds left. Uh, grenade. Plasma Grenade. 13. 14. The Needle Grenade that like sticks to you in Halo. 15. That's also a Plasma Grenade, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> no, there's two separate ones left. to do that. Uh, how many do I have to get? 24. Two seconds How many left. How many left? Okay, I'm not get it. <laughs> you had nine left to get. Oh, oh yeah, I was man. Get it. Yeah, you could have said like 30 different names of pistols. You could have said 30 different types of assault rifles in Warzone. <laughs> uh, nice try. So you don't get the super. super I don't know the names of, of rifles in those games. I just I have the assault rifle one that has the the, the thing on the top of it. That's sniper how sniper rifles. Yeah, all sorts of things. All sorts of things. Fists, slings, crossbows. Yeah, yeah. All right, round three. We're still going to go on so you can get the pride of winning if possible. 20 seconds. Usually an argument of some kind. Are you ready for round three of Quiz Me Captain? It's me, Margaret. Second. Okay, you got to drink your water. That's important. <sighs> that was obnoxious. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> your time, 20 seconds, starts... Now, convince me that there will be much more than just games shown at this PSE 5 event. I'm going to tank it. It's not going to happen. We're going to have mostly games to this event. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you have 10 seconds to backtrack. No, that's an argument I believe in. <laughs> oh, and you lose. I'm not convinced. Yeah, I'm not convinced. All right. We've lost this game. I don't even know if we should do round four. Just kidding. We're definitely going to do it. You have 30 seconds. Final round. This one is 10 items. Each item... Is consisting of two gaming-related things that are usually gaming-related, and you have to choose the right one. The right one is entirely based on my opinion of the things. You have to have four of these items correct in order, four out of the ten, in order to move on past this round. And by move on past this round means I don't send a ninja to kill you. (laughs) Are you ready for the final round of Quiz Me Captain? It's me, Margaret. Are you ready, Holden? Yes. Okay. 30 seconds on the I am. I'm ready. Starts now. Tony Hawk Pro Skater or Matt Hoffman BMX? You said that way too fast. I'm going to say Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yes, absolutely. Chloe or Elena? Elena. Oh, Chloe is so hot, you asshole. Banjo or Kazooie? Kazooie. No, Kazooie's a bitch. Second Dreamcast, yes or no? (laughs) Yes. Yes, VMUs, absolutely. Dr. Handheld. Docked. No! Handheld, you stupid bitch! 30 seconds is up. <laughs> That's it. You lost out. You only got two out of the five that we answered correct. 
Don, <laughs> there's still five left. Yeah, there's there still are five, five left. left. You ran there? out of time. I can't tell you those other five because I'm going to use them again for the next time we play this game. <laughs> so I don't have to come up with five <laughs> more. <laughs> oh, Holden, you bombed that one. You barely got the Xbox exclusive rounds and then you just bombed the yep. rest of the game. I just bombed the Ooh. rest of it. Well, one I bombed intentionally. Intentionally, because <laughs> I you don't. Just couldn't I do couldn't it. say it because my heart doesn't believe it. <laughs> That's it for Game on Game Show, and that is it for Respawn Aimfire episode 163. Remember, barf this month. Order 1886 up now. Go watch it. If you played along with us, enjoy it. If you didn't play along with us, there's spoilers. We didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Next month for the month of June is Alan Wake. No, we Wake. loved it. We loved it. We loved it. Alan Wake is next month. Go ahead and play that with us. Send us your thoughts via email, text message, smoke signal, write it in the sky in an airplane, whatever it is. Just make sure you wear a mask. And then finally, go to YouTube, subscribe to all of our channels. This one, Affable Idiots, A-A-W-Y. We need those so we can get a vanity URL. And then go to Twitter. Tell us about the game. Play for Summer Games Bet Fests. Do it. Until next time, here's our usual sign-off. Bet. Bet. <laughs>